Hello, Sorensen Sound. There's something so wrong with me, and I think the word I'm looking for is jet lag, because everyone here says that it takes two weeks to get used to the US to uh, China time flip. But the issue is that being in London for a few weeks and getting used to London, I think made it even more confusing. Like in some ways, I think that the full 12 hour just like half day 180 would have been easier but now it's hard because it's like so the first few days I adjusted a few hours properly and now it's just like I'm kind of stuck at a late bedtime <laughs> and my body just hasn't adjusted to the time of day yet uh, which is pretty unfortunate but basically I have some things to say and there's stuff I need to get done and we know that I love to feel really productive by doing multiple things at once, neither of them well. Uh, I cannot multitask is what I'm telling you. I can in the literal sense, and that's why I thought I was good at it for a long time. I was like, oh, I can. But then neither one goes according to plan. However, I think this is the exception, as one does, because I've thought about what I want to say a lot. Uh, kind of ruminating more in the background. I don't know that I've discussed it a ton with any of my friends per se. Uh, but here we are. I just took a shower. It was hard for me. I was on the couch for hours. Um, I'm still, I still need to get better at that whole getting back earlier in the day for more alone time so it doesn't broil over too late into the evening. But we have, I had a shower. I kept putting it off to be more on my phone and rot as though that's alone time, as though I'm knowing myself on any deeper level when I'm looking at trashy Instagram content. Uh, and by trashy, I just mean, like, it's not quality. I, I don't watch anything trashy. It's just animal videos. Please let me live. Um, I went to the doctor today. I take vitamin D supplements, and I was like, yeah, I just take one of the pills a day. He said, you should take 10, which is crazy to me. Uh, I hope you hear my shower continually dripping. Oh, that was the other part. I also cut my hair. I cut it while it was wet, which you are not supposed to do. You're supposed to do a dry cut when you have curly hair because you don't know how your curl pattern will actually unravel. At least that's what I've been told. I get told so many different things. And um, yeah, we'll see how it looks when it dries. And that's part of why I have to, I'm going to do things now is because I don't want to go to bed with wet hair, even though I learned how to do that without it looking crazy, is you just put a cotton t-shirt on over your hair. Uh, and that looks crazy, but no one sees me, so it's fine. And I have, like, professional photo, what's it called? Headshot thing tomorrow, like, professional headshot that's supposed to be used on, like, LinkedIn. And then, because I'm in Shanghai, you put your picture on a lot of your applications here but that doesn't really apply to me but I still want to do it uh because I feel like I should have a professional photo to like submit places I don't know what if I if I need it who's to say I also did my eyebrows um you know fun stuff did my nails yesterday not that that's in the photo but it's just the, the feeling of confidence the feeling of everything is did everything is done we're all good, you know? Uh, went to the gym today. I think the gym gives me more energy. I think that's why I'm so hyper, like hyped up right now. 
um, also have vegan food for dinner, so it's lots of vegetables, so I'm feeling good, because I fucking love vegetables, um, so yeah, uh, there's this tofu that, it was like a mushroom, tofu is tofu and mushroom, but that was like Loki literally it, it was just like tofu, like firm tofu soaking in mushroom juice, and at first I, it was kind of gnarly, so I just ate some of the, we got spinach bao, my friend and I, after we went to the gym, after we went to the library, after we got lunch together, because I just do everything with her, honestly. Um, I can't remember if I said this on the podcast, or if I said this in a voice message to a friend, or voice memo, but because we do everything together, I'm always like, oh my god, is she gonna get tired of me? But then I realize that I'm never tired of her, you know? And then I'm just like, okay, I'm just projecting my own fears of like like insecurities of like being annoying whatever I don't act I don't want to end up acting on it and making it true and I trust that she's an adult and if she doesn't want to do something with me she can do her own thing uh so I'm just enjoying it instead of self-sabotaging which is nice um city of stars I don't like La La Land but all this bit, the trashy content always has La La Land music. And I'm not trying to say anything about La La Land, but that's all you need to know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I actually haven't seen it since high school, and I just didn't like it. Um, and I was really perplexed by why everyone loved it. And I would probably like it more if I rewatched it now. But at the same time, I wouldn't because of my undying hatred for Los Angeles. Uh, also the urge to call it Los Angeles as though I'm British because I think it's silly that they say that and that's honestly how I decided like how I decided to pronounce a lot of things growing up is I would realize that there were certain words where I was like oh this is kind of a new word to me I get to decide how to pronounce it because I've always been like really attached to language and in tune for some reason uh and then I would just like say things however it sounded best, not necessarily what people around me said, so that's why my uh, di- my, my idiolect can be a bit strange. Um, also, dialect, I, I'm sure I could research this if it bothered me enough, but it bothers me a bit, it bothers me enough to say it, not enough to research it, so you get to hear it. And that is unfortunately how so many people conduct themselves, including myself, it would seem. We're all hypocrites. Thank you. Um, uh, dialect, di- no, never mind. I think I answered my own question. I was thinking by instead of die, and I was like, idiolect is one, but dialect is two, and now I just, my memory, it's, I don't know. Dyslexic, but only in Latin roots, I guess. Um, anyway, yeah, I finally got laundry detergent, so I have to do laundry, but I have to, because I only have one laundry bag, I have to manually split up my whites and the color clothes, or darks, but I don't know, I feel like color is a better descriptor, maybe not for my closet, I looked at the pile of clothes on the floor and they were all black, and I was like, you know what, never mind. Surprisingly, I don't wear as much black as my classmates, because that's literally all they wear, and I've been trying to wear a lot more like white and gray this summer. Um, nobody has said this to me, but I feel like I look good in white. No one says I look bad, but they're just, no one's like, oh my god, white's your color. They say red is. But, um, trying to, 
do something different. I'm checking in on my hair. In case you can hear the bathroom acoustics. Um, my hair loss journey is that my hair was doing fine for a while. It's kind of getting bad again now. <laughs> I just really put stuff anywhere when I get back. I, I like to clean. I'm going to sneeze at some point. Um, I like to clean at night, like right before bed, because it kind of makes me feel like accomplished and tired and whatever. So um, I don't really mind that I do that. It's nice to, I don't know. I think some people, I always make my bed in the morning and that gives you like the confidence to do more, but I don't like to do much else. I guess this is just when my energy settles, but anyway. Uh, I also feel like an adult because I got like an incense diffuser, a uh, diffuser. I don't think the word incense belongs. I got a wick diffuser for the entryway. It's lavender. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I have such a distinct memory of us having a diffuser in the house as a kid. My mom stopped getting them at some point. I don't really know why as a child it wasn't top of mind, but the fact that she had one and I didn't, like, understand the concept, made it seem like some mystery (laughs) adulthood thing. Uh, Oh, yes, but did I say hair loss journey, or did I think about it? That was also probably why I cut it, because my mom says that I shouldn't cut my hair when when I'm losing it, but I don't want the ends to just look super thin, so I just trimmed it. Um, I think it looks better, honestly, even though it's still wet. Um, So... I support myself, and luckily I cut my hair enough in quarantine that I can do a decent job now after being my own hairdresser for years. forget that my phone's going to die, and that was part of why I wanted to start recording, was so that I would plug it in, but I have to stop walking around for that to to go down properly, I suppose. Um, What else do I have to say for myself? Ah, oh yes, the topic at hand. Now that we've gone ten minutes of me talking, not nonsense, but nothing, not saying anything in particular. I also, I'm also like a little kid. I've been putting up my clothes for myself the night before, just because, like, I don't know why. Um, But I have to wear something professional. But it's only like, you only see the top, right? So I'm gonna wear my button down. Should I hang it in the bathroom? Question mark. I think I will. Wow, what an adult hanging my button down. And I'm guessing they want me to bring a blazer, but the the thing is, I simply don't possess one. And I will be wearing a short skirt. Wow. You know, I amaze myself every day. <laughs> Why do I say stuff like this? But I even like to... TMI? Question mark? I even like to pick up my underwear the night before. It just, like, provides me a sense of comfort knowing that I'm gonna like what I'm wearing the next day. Uh, but I do have to do laundry, so... Maybe I won't like it that much. Um... Who knows? Also, I talked to somebody at the library today because I was like, oh, this person like looks nice. He has a cool outfit on. Um, and 
this is like, I want to make a friend, you know? And because I had seen him in the hall earlier, I was just like, hey, I'm Kaya. I'm like new here and I just don't know anybody. And for some reason, I was so awkward. Like, I was charismatic enough to go up to this person and like have a conversation. And I think I get very skewed with these things to know if it actually went well or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, this kind of ended up not going well. He was like, yeah, it's actually, even though I'm an NYU Shanghai student, this is my first semester here. Um, because of like COVID and other restrictions, it's apparently a lot of people's first time here. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> but he's gonna put me in contact with some of his friends that have been here and so you know it worked out ultimately but the thing that I was saying that skews my perspective is that as soon as I feel like I'm fumbling that goes back to like creating my own reality self-fulfilling prophecy that I mentioned with the my friend earlier is like oh no I think I'm fumbling and then I make it true but if nothing else it like I force my perspective on somebody else and instead of just seeing it neutrally, and it's like, by all accounts, like, everyone gets nervous trying to make friends. I did, like, a fine job. I might have made a new friend. So that's fine, you know? Um, but the funny coincidence was, we actually studied in London together at the same time, uh, at NYU London, and just didn't realize it. Because there was this one girl that we've both gone to heaven with a few times, but it was just like, we never ended up going at the same time. Which is kind of funny to me, personally. Um, oh, okay, but yes, the topic at hand is that, oh my god, it's so late, I want to talk about, like, I kind of feel like a lot of society's problems are, at least, like, with hookup culture and all of that, is that people have this, like, weird notion about moving on in particular that I think I I think like the phrase moving on sums up a lot of quote-unquote problems or it could just like kind of highlight different phenomena that are occurring lately because I've talked to some people who have like forced themselves to move on really quickly and what that means is like I think because it's like innately kind of ignoring your emotions on some level it just turns out that you're just like hooking up with a bunch of people or hooking up really quick or like soon after and it's just kind of meaningless and I'm gonna say a word and then I'm going to explain it but um I saw a reel <laughs> part of my trashy content um that was talking about never like never missing intimacy but never wanting to find a cheaper version of it. And it's like, and I like that phrasing, and I'm not saying that like a one night stand is cheap or something, but in the face of something else, I do think that like it's harmful to you more than anything. So um, what I'm kind of getting at is that it's like you why are you so uncomfortable sitting so many people are so uncomfortable sitting in like pain and I get that it's innately uncomfortable it's like 
oh, it's so weird that people can be so, like, chill while they're walking on hot stones. But, you know, like, it feels good. And it's also, I I get that I'm kind of maybe strange in this way, or people don't that I've talked to don't seem to share my views on this, but there's so many feelings that you you have a limited opportunity there there's a finite number of times that you will experience it it's kind of like the before sunrise trilogy where she talks about how when you're young you think you'll connect with people so many times in your life only to realize it's ultimately very few and then they become even further between as time goes on and if I'm, i guess somewhat luckily i kind of realized that rather young like now I realize that and I feel it to some level and so whenever I'm in pain I don't wallow in it I feel it appropriately like I I feel it appropriately I don't diminish it immediately for the sake of it I don't do it because I'm supposed to and I think it's because like with anything in life we don't know what we're doing it's all of our first times there's no like there's no innate meaning at all to life, we only do what we do and create reinforce our own values, um, and so you like when it becomes a hookup culture that seems as though moving on is oh I should go hook up with somebody, and then it's like you wonder why the hookup's bad, you wonder why things are weird, why it feels a little gross, and when things feel a little gross, you're like oh it's probably. I'm not going to address it. I'm just going to like keep repeating this behavior and then your crutch becomes worse and that's how you create your own catch-22, how you f- deepen these karmic cycles. Um, and it's kind of hard to watch. And so with this person, I was like, it, like if it ever feels time for you to move on, then like, yeah, that's your own prerogative. But shouldn't that be a genuine thing? Like, forcing the idea of moving on is what's truly bizarre to me I get that sometimes like people will be like oh like it's a reminder of like it's time like this the morning of what was is over or what even what was to be um if you were in a relationship where you had like made plans or just a morning period I guess I could have looked at that time is funky anyway so yes why force moving on that's kind of bizarre to me and I think that is the crux of many issues I had many more thoughts but they're not coming to me (laughs) uh cheaper version the blah 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 let me pause and plug in my phone this isn't it's I hold myself to very high standards, so this is a strong point. It's just something that's been rather run-of-the-mill to me for years, so it no longer feels as such, and then I let la, like lower the impact it should have, and I don't enunciate well. And then when, as soon as I enunciate well, because someone didn't get a point, and they're like, oh my god, genius, and I'm like, yes, thank you, but also run-of-the-mill. <laughs> it's my own weird need for recognition on some level. But... It's also just that, like, so I, this could only work in a patriarchy, where there's this, like, masculine feeling about it, and then I I hesitate to say masculine because most people have not taken 
gender studies courses and will misinterpret that, misread that, misunderstand it. Um, because it's like there are still feminine and masculine things, but that does not mean like gender is a construct and those are the it's a construct that still affects how we operate and so it would not be like money is not real in the sense that it is also a concept but because it affects our world's order we have to in some ways treat it as real or rather than treat it as real we have to give it some kind of name to understand how it plays into things instead of being like oh there's this weird ghost affecting a social order and so calling some things masculine and feminine kind of address where things stem from and in what part of a false binary it's according to so in this case it's very tight woven into the ideas of not being emotional or being quote-unquote logical to go so far as to say that especially in the face of miss olivia rodrigo's latest album guts which on first listen i was like this is fine it's growing on me i don't think it'll grow me a ton but there are some songs that i do really like but i have to listen a bit more to solidify that and in the same note i don't know if it was quite the same day but leve released her new album bewitched that was really disappointing to me. She's very talented, so it sounded lovely, but it was also quite monotonous in in, in her tone and not in the more literary sense, not the uh I was gonna say audible one, I don't know. Uh so yes, but logical. Because people aren't logical. And especially when you're in love, regardless of gender, regardless of anything, you're especially not logical because that is so based in human emotions and perspectives and like it's changing over time. And it's that that's the pinnacle of humanity to me is being in love, relating to other people and the chaos that emerges in like the chasm of two like inner worlds colliding. It's it's nothing it's that's why there's so many stories about it is because it's so intangible and it's so all-consuming it literally is everything possible in the world and the very like how realities clash and how they change and how how people change people you know um which we can't we so again to keep using innately which we innately cannot do on our own and so to apply false notions of logic is <laughs> kind of crazy to me uh, to think that anyone could do it and yet we try because we don't want to be hurt we try because we think we have to we try to <laughs> do all of this uh to minimize damage and then you go through your life feeling nothing and when you realize that you have felt nothing you're at an age where you don't meet many new people and though you can keep trying to most people are where they want to be and it it's just hard to see people that are still open and you could say those aren't the ones for you but it's a shame I guess so what I'm saying is that if you 
go through something difficult if you feel some kind of rejection. And your reaction, somewhat naturally, I, uh, naturally not in the sense that it is what we all do, naturally in the sense that it is a socialized behavior. Uh, so maybe dangerous wording on my part there. But because we are socialized to... Uh, people really recoil at rejection. Like, there's so much embarrassment ingrained in it. And that's also quite disappointing, I guess. Because, one, embarrassment isn't real. I feel like I've probably given my spiel on that here before. But it's like how in America so many things are awkward when they don't need to be. And it's like, I I don't know, like when I studied in France, there would be people that they were like, they were exes in the same class. And it was like, oh, like, why should this be awkward? It's just kind of matter of fact, like, this is what happened. And I honestly think that being matter of fact about awkward things brings a lot more humanity to them rather than pretending they don't exist. And that's what creates awkward tension. Like, kind of like, oh, we both know, but we're not going to address it is truly invalidating. And so I think that's why so many people get really butthurt when someone else moves on quickly because it feels invalidating to a shared reality. It's like, oh my God, how could you do this? And it's not that they don't want to, but that's, it's a weird justification for the amount of pain someone's in. Uh, <laughs> stuttering. I want to drink something, and the only, like, liquid and, like, the laundry detergent is small, so it looks like a bottle, and I keep almost reaching for it. Like, it's closed. It's not going to happen, but, like, I, I keep almost re- reaching for the laundry detergent. Uh, <laughs> don't drink laundry detergent, kids. Don't do it. It may be a fun blue bottle with a silly little cap, but don't do it. But it just makes me sad when someone feels some kind of rejection and then they just immediately go back to either their way, their like a former former ways of being a slut, sleeping around, <laughs> uh, something like that, or they start new ones. And it's just, it's so disheartening to feel, to realize that someone has felt that they had to do that that they had to succumb to a cheaper version, especially if you are the party involved and you know that this was a very special relationship. They, like, you you know the depths of it and you're, like, willing to sit in it. And even to the point when, like, uh, like, if, for example, like, if my mourning period was over, you, and then you still see this other person, like, Sleeping around, doing this, doing that, the other thing. They're stuck in it so much more than you are. And but because and and if you reach if you're still in contact, if you didn't don't do no contact and you reach out and you're like, hey, like, are you okay? Because they're stuck in it and they still feel the hurt of the rejection, it's so easy for them to be like oh, haha, like, you still care, you're, you're losing this, you're, like, whatever, even if they don't say that, you can tell that that's the tone in which they carry themselves, and it's, like, oh, like, you're in so much hurt and so much pain, and there's nothing that I can do to get through to you that anybody really can, because this is what you've built your reality on, and you're so hurt, and it seems as though you were hurt by, by me, even though it's not me, it's the concept of love that was like tied to this relationship that is now projected onto me and it's this idea that like oh love has done you so wrong that now 
You must exist only in logic, no more emotions. And it's also so sad that people think that any kind of intimacy, even a quote-unquote cheaper version, doesn't carry emotions. Like, (laughs) if nothing else, look at, like, all of the science that talks about how we store things in our body, the emotions in our bodies, and you're trying to tell me that that's not related? And it's very, honestly, a little bit, this eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. It's a long name. I haven't seen it in a while. My uh, high school boyfriend, the first love, he, he was obsessed with that movie. But it's kind of like that. It's like, oh, you, again, this is all getting at, like, you run away so far from your feelings that you blah, blah, blah. So many movies about this. Call Me By Your Name, the we tear so much of ourselves out. Um and this a shame whatever the quote is I know that's not right but can look up the quote if you so feel it it's at the end when the dad's talking to Elio about not moving on about doing precisely what I'm saying not not moving on but just respecting your feelings feeling them for what they are and then continuously treating the moment with what it needs and then sometimes what the moment needs is to live your own life like it's no longer a morning I think morning periods are kind of innately processing thinking about this person how they've affected your life really taking stock of how you're gonna continuously incorporate them at least for me personally that's what it means because I know so vividly after going to so many schools in my life changing states cities weird order of for me to whatever countries continents that there's like you don't forget people you like it's always in the little things I don't I I have a very strong personality and I've always been who I am but I'm there's all those quotes I think it's like John Burgess and Oscar Wilde have famous quotes about like oh I'm not a person I'm all the people places things that I've met interacted with just some compilation of all the books I've read like that kind of thing and I don't think that, but I do believe that my life kind of pays homage to it. But then it's the my life. <laughs> I was texting my aunt um, last night because I was having some trouble with some family things and I just wanted to talk to her. And she was just told me to remember to keep living my life regardless of how much I care for other people because that's honestly the best way sometimes for them to get back on track with theirs. Because if someone's so involved in your life, if it's like, if they're so obsessed with you, then one, it shows that they're not thinking about you as a person. They don't realize you're autonomous, but it's also likely that they're avoiding something, that they're playing into their karmic cycles, into their own catch-22s, that they're not, that they're not moving on because they've found this way to like, I think that's kind of also what I mean, is like, catch-22, karmic karmic cycles and moving on. Even outside of a romantic relationship context, it's kind of a greater thing that people don't want to let go of a situation because it's like either to make the pain worth it or to make yourself right in a situation or to try and force logic on something um, just because it hurt that you, you keep revisiting it and sometimes like the pain is the connection. It's so complex and it's so... Yeah, it's so, so complex. And I think that not moving on 
or moving on, as people say, too soon, quote unquote, when it's actually not moving on, as the constantly looking in the past, uh, instead of calling things what they are, which is all expansive, all consuming, life stuff is tough. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. By living your life, it forces other people to grapple with their own pain instead of continuously being a reactive pawn. Sometimes the craziest thing you can do is to be like, yeah, go off, have fun, instead of being engaged. And that doesn't mean you don't care. It means you do care. And that's weird, right? It's so hard. But yeah. Shouts out to people in my life. Slay. Because I definitely did that for, for a while. After that aforementioned just now. Uh, first love the high school boyfriend. Also, I think I always call him my first high sc- my first boyfriend. The first person I dated. Because um, the one before him was so atrocious that I just don't like to count it. Because I was like, yeah, no, that shouldn't count. It made me unhappy. Uh, I prefer to not count this, actually. Thank you. So, and it's not to ignore the... It's to... I do that for the semantics, kind of, because I don't want it to, like... I don't want to accept that kind of, quote-unquote, love ever again. And so I refuse to label it as such. Uh, I label it as other. I label it as, like, unhealthy relationship, because that's what it was. I... Yeah, and I will not call it dating for the platonic ideal of it all. Of like, yeah, that's not allowed to be called dating. What that was is not allowed to be called a romantic relationship, you know? It's not a means of, like, bottling stuff up. It's a means of being like, yeah, no, never again. <laughs> Which I feel like is based. So, yeah, but then I definitely got into, like, I got into a relationship that I shouldn't have after that. Like, it took me, like, seven months, <laughs> which doesn't sound like a lot. Maybe that sounds like a normal amount of time, but I kind of tend, used to have quick turnarounds with relationships. I've broken that, broken that cycle um, after, I guess, I guess in my junior year of college, I broke that cycle. Um, and I've been... Not chilling, feeling crazy, <laughs> for sense, uh, because I it makes it means because I've been dealing with things because I've been growing because I've been getting out of my own catch twenty two scenarios, and I've worked so hard not to fall back in. And I feel very at peace, to be honest with you. It's nice, in a weird way. It feels like this cycle ends at the end of the year. I don't know what that's about. But in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be free at the end of the year. Uh, it's like I can leave this behind. I know that's not how things work, but it's kind of like what I'm saying, where like all periods of like endings and beginnings are a bit arbitrary, and there's always some overlap. But that feels like an end of some kind, as well as a beginning. But just funky, how how we have these feelings about things, if you will. Uh, but yeah, no, so I used to, I, I got into a relationship that I shouldn't have, it was very, also very toxic, 
And I, this is another relationship where it was so unhealthy that I also don't really call it. <laughs> I, I, I don't really count dating him as anything. Um, because I don't ever want to repeat it. So, yeah, it was very unhealthy. It messed me up even more in a lot of ways, all because I wasn't willing to just keep sitting with the pain. I was like, it's been seven months. I'm still in so much pain. And I would continue to be in pain for years. Uh, and that's kind of part of realizing that, like, oh, like, you just have to accept that. Like, it's always going to hurt. And that's kind of beautiful because it just means you loved a person so much. And it's like the, I love this quote from Winnie the Pooh. I loved Winnie the Pooh as a kid. But it's the idea that um, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard, uh, which is something that stuck with me my whole life. And I fully believe and agree with. Uh, please notice how I've not been doing the laundry. <laughs> it's partially because I'm scared to try and use the washing machine. It looks like a dryer. I think, yes, it looks like a dryer, but it's apparently not. We'll find out. Um, it just looks like I'm going to have to do work, and that's probably part of why I'm ignoring it. But I want to look pretty for my pictures, so I should go to sleep soon. Ah, I'm actually, kind of weird side note, I feel very confident these days, and... It's always been confusing because uh, my internal and external worlds have been quite mismatched for such a long time or I never knew how to like translate myself very well to people as a deeply introverted uh, person. But since I've become more extroverted and I feel more confident in my ability to like be understood and accept when people, for whatever reason, refuse to understand me... Um, like knowing it's not about me, all of that, that it's their own stories that I am just projected onto and that's not personal. Um, but, whatchamacallit? Oh yeah, I feel, I've always, it's weird, I know I'm pretty, but I, I feel pretty these days. And by these days, I mean like this week, but it's just, it's just strange for me to feel very consistently. I tend to kind of think of, I tend to not think about my appearance that often unless I'm like staring at myself in the mirror, but I always feel pretty a lot. And it's nice to kind of feel that holistic sense of like well-being, despite my health not being well. <laughs> but it's just uh, very, yeah, things are so peaceful in Shanghai. I think it was because like I really got to a point in New York this summer where I was already at peace. And it's the idea of, like, you can't run away from your problems. But I didn't have any problems. And then I went to a place where I knew no nobody, really. And so everything I construct, I'm really thorough with, like, oh, does this add something to my life? Because I don't really want to lose this piece. Um, so that's fun. But then, yeah, so that, that third relationship, not really relationship, just for... Just to be literal and give you a sequence of events was really detrimental for me. And then for like a few months, I just, I saw, I was seeing a bunch of people. By a bunch, I mean, I'm really, okay, so I say you don't forget people, but I I do forget people. (laughs) There's only, there's like three core people that I saw 
during that time. It was a span of like four months probably. And I was definitely like using them not to like deal with the pain that that relationship had caused and not because the romance was so strong, but because it was so deeply toxic that I was like, I just want to have fun for a while. And on some level, I actually do think that is okay if it, you're coming out of a toxic relationship. Just make sure that you're not like perpetuating the toxicity. I was not. It was not the best because I would get a little obsessive. So take things with a grain of salt. I don't. But the thing with my anxiety is that I push people away. So when I say I'm obsessive, I keep people very much at arm's length. Um, so it's not actually... It's funky. It's weird. Uh, I think people think clingy when they think anxious. And I'm not a clingy person. Uh so yeah take that with a grain of salt but I just had fun and then I found a genuinely nice person and I think that I dated for almost a year or a year I guess and it was so nice but because I was like it was felt so safe and so comfortable and that's the second relationship that I would call a relationship (laughs) because he was just so truly great to me. We got along so, so well, and it felt great. And it, like, seeing that our relationship could again be good after feeding into my own unhealthy habits really healed me a lot, honestly. And that was beautiful. And I wanted to take the time to actually mourn that when the relationship ended. But then it also made me realize that I was not quite as ever as open as I wanted to be. Like, I I was literally open. Like, we talked about all kinds of, like, deep stuff. Very real person. Uh, He is Yoda as fuck. And we're still good friends. And we still very much keep it real. But it was just, it was never going to be as romantic as it could be. Because that part of me had never been reckoned with. And because I had just gotten comfortable after being scared, it was never going to happen in that, at, that, at that time. And it's not do, anything to do with him. It's because of my past behaviors had limited my forward path. And that's when I had decided that I was going to take the time to figure these things out. <laughs> and that's what I've been figuring out um, ever since. <laughs> and then you realize, oh... I'm getting emotional. Wow. That's nice. Sit in your emotions. Appreciate the fact that you can feel things because when you can't feel things, that's so sad. Uh, And then I realized that I could indeed love again, which was crazy because I was kind of convinced for a long time there that it was just going to be that that boy from high school (laughs) for like ever Uh, because it was years later and I was like, this has not gotten any less painful. Like, it stayed vivid as fuck for, uh, three, three years. <laughs> I guess four years, if you count the start of that relationship. Yeah, four, four and a half years. As vivid as ever. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I can love again. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, and it's beautiful. And I think that's part of why I'm not, I don't rush to let it go now is because it's like oh like you can love again but like that doesn't you don't force it like no need to be so scared uh and so as much as I can have I don't have regrets but I do feel guilt that I I wasn't 
that I I wasn't the one <laughs> sometimes. I, I think I feel guilt about that, honestly. Kind of weird. I should probably think about that. Um, yeah, for so many people, because I, I think it's also partially just because I love love. I love to take care of, like, my friends mean the world to me, and that's part of why, like, friendship means so much, is because it's like, you, you can give so much love to your friends, and you don't have to, like, limit the forms that comes in, you could, like, it's different for everyone, everyone receives love differently, so it'd be a shame to give all of your friends love in the same way, that's never how things should work, you should treat people as people, not as the concept of a friend, not as a role to be fulfilled, you know? It's also like, what is the role? What is the platonic ideal of friendship? You're crazy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. We all got our own cycles to unpack. So unpack them, bitch. Moving on too soon. Quote, unquote, moving on. Not real. It's not real. Fix your, fix your shit. Learn from it. And learn from why you chose that. Why did you choose that? Because not everybody does. Why did you choose that path? What was it? You can only chalk so much up to society. Why do I do these bad accents? What is it? I don't know. Uh, We're all a bit concerned. Concerned? The thing is, if I don't know what accent I'm doing, why do I falter on the pronunciation? Like, it just, I mean, maybe it's just, like, incongruous with whatever, um saying and you can just tell because of like basic children language skills that's not right uh also there's this weird red button on my wall did i want to press but it's a red button so maybe i shouldn't i also hope you can hear the people in the hall i should check on what my hair looks like i don't know in short makes me sad when people force themselves move on really quickly because you're not giving yourself the respect you deserve and you're just gonna keep creating the same cycles in your life and it's like people think cycles I think they probably think small they're like oh it's like monthly but no these things take years like this this was a four this is a five year six year cycle for me and there's a bunch of cycles within that, but don't you think that those create their own larger ones? Uh, you know? So it's it, it's a long-term thing. And the more you delay it, the later in life you'll realize. And not to be, uh, not to force fear of scarcity further. Um, but we all feel time deeply. And I can't force anyone to do anything, but it's just... Especially because, like living my life and I'm being accepting of whatever comes because I've allowed myself to get it to that point and it's kind of amazing how expansive things have been but I think people do also use that expansive expansion I think I have I talked to you about how both zooming out and zooming in are the same thing but people can also get so far away from it and become so zen that they don't ever feel anything and that's not what I mean I just mean that I feel what I feel, but it's also, like, accepting that continuing to play into someone else's game is only playing into their game and will never help them get out. So, but also, who am I to say that they should? But that's for them to decide, and, yeah, in the same way. Ah, yada, yada, yada. Are we tired of me talking? 
No. Did I talk in circles? Definitely. Also, why the fuck do people just stand in the hallway and talk? Like, you all, you, you're going into your apartment. Just go into your apartment. Like, you know? Am I, like, I feel like that makes sense. Why are we dilly-dallying? Perplexing. Okay. Love beams. Hope you're all doing well. I mean that very sincerely. Also, side note. <laughs> side note. Uh, because I was talking to my friend at dinner. I was like, yeah, this, like, some of my friends, some of my friends do this and I'm, like, familiar with it. But the, they'll, like, have <clears throat> times where they just, like, don't respond for a few weeks. And I'm, like, I, I just know them. But I've had a friend lately that has never done this before. That's never gone, like, MIA for a bit. Um, or at least not this long. I was going MIA. And I was like, yeah, my, my instinct a long time ago was kind of to just... Um, with this kind of thing, like, I'd get really anxious, I'd kind of make it about me, and I'd worry, I was like, oh, did I do something wrong? Like, surely I must have to receive this, but, um, in this case, it's like, well, I know I didn't do anything wrong, or if, like, they had a problem, I trust that they're adult enough to actually bring it up with me, like, I trust that you can tell me you have a problem with me, otherwise, I th- I think it is fine, just safely assume that there wasn't like if there was no obvious disagreement or like awkwardness then ha awkwardness but yeah awkwardness suspension of beliefs doesn't valid use just funny um to reference it again uh as a valid tool when i was invalidating it before so oh yeah but then i was just like with him I was like, yeah, it's not about me, whatever it is. So I just so genuinely hope that he's doing okay. And it's not that you... I, I, not that the, reason, the only reason someone would have to not talk to me is that they aren't okay. Like, I'm not that self-grandiose either. I just, like, I don't know how this person's doing. I hope they're okay. Because clearly something's going on. Maybe for, the, maybe for better, maybe for worse. But it's not about me. Because even when friendships differ, every friendship becomes its own um, projection, I guess. Like its own figurehead. I, I can't find a good word off the top of, off the top of my head um, to describe the phenomenon. But we all represent something different to each other. And maybe whatever I represent which is not personal because it's a representation. We can never truly mesh with another human being, even though I would love to mesh with some of my friends. I would love to be inseparable. I'd love to be the same being, truly mesh, meld worlds like that. Um, but it's not about you. It's about them and what things change in belief. And sometimes th- things go full circle because it's a cycle and you have to go through a weird cycle to figure it out. Um... But very fortunately, um, I've, I've low-key pushed a lot of my friends away. Uh, not in, not now, but just like in the past. It was unintentional. I've worked through it. I don't do that anymore. But even earlier this year, like early this year. Uh, no, 
that was valid actually that was the one time it happened it was valid so in this one instance it was valid for me to push this person away um but then I was like ah figure things out still too fresh to figure out still this is another many year long cycle because everything's a spiral. We just get deeper and deeper with the same things, different understandings, and just the whole universe. So crazy. Because you actually never move. You're just one spot, and life moves through you. Wee woo, wee woo. I'm not explaining anything well. I'm glad you've left the hallway. Okay. Uh, slay? What was the point of that? Yeah, just. They're okay. But it's also funny because when my friends do that, just in general, any of my friends, whether this is a new habit or not, I keep sending them things. <laughs> it's like whether it's silly DM videos, silly videos I DM reels, trashy reels. Ha ha ha. I send people on Instagram or I'll be like, here's a voice memo. And again, some people, I like, it's so weird because if you don't communicate with me, I don't know like what you think about me sending multiple messages. Unless this is a friend where this is like routine and then I kind of like already know that it's like they're just going really going through their own thing and send so much love to me. Um but otherwise it's just like, well, I don't know how you're going to react, but I don't really care because I know that I'm coming from a place of love and I don't care about making this awkward because that would just be feeding into your own pretensions. So, I digress. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything. Whatever. It's tough out here. Because I just want to talk to my friends and you get all worked up and no one's there. They're not there to bicker with you and so you bicker with yourself with your phone with your podcast (laughs) and you accept it and you accept it and it hurts still accepting it doesn't mean it stops hurting it just means that you feel it and the feeling it is hard but it's easier than constantly ramping yourself up to hit a wall and then you watch your friends hit a wall and you get blamed for it shout out my mom part of the text (laughs) to my aunt was me real i was like yeah because my mom's been pushing me away um after losing her dad and while I'm moving away, because it just hurts her a lot, I was like, yeah. And my, my aunt just validated that. And I was like, yeah, I kind of figured that was coming. Or that that was happening. And I was like, because I used to be the same way, is what I said used to, because it's true. And I was like, but I used to always blame myself. Like, whenever I pushed somebody away, I did it under the guise of, I'm not good enough. Um... And, like, I'll never be good enough, and I feel so bad. Even though, like, let an adult make their own decision. God. Um, but <laughs> then in the next one, I was like, but for her, she always blames me, too. Because growing up, whenever she had relationship problems, she took it out on me. Like, everything she took out on me. And my therapist once said, um, I think I mentioned this the last time. 
that if a plane crashed on the other side of the world, I would be to blame, which I took as a compliment. And now I realize it's not a compliment. It was like, girl, what's wrong with you? And then also just having those two sentences side by side, I was like, oh, the reason I blame myself for everything is because she blamed me for everything. And I can see that she's silly for blaming me for her relationship problems for with people I've never met with for all these other things. Um, <laughs> that it's, yeah, that's why I blame myself, which has made it easier to let go of a lot of the things that I used to dislike about myself. And it's like, oh, that's not about me. It was never about me. And I still suffered a lot for it. And the suffering people think makes them want to reinforce it. But that's sunk cost, baby. It's sunk cost. Thank you.